0: Did that guy return Puppet Master Three?
1: He returned. He returned the DVD loose.
2: I just want to clarify. So you guys are saying it was a good idea to do the puppet category because they're getting rented?
0: No, well, that's the only one that was rented.
2: That, yeah,
0: that's more than most categories get rented. Okay, it's not sure, dude. Army of the Dead sold out all the time.
2: Well, we gave them all away.
0: Hmm. Oh,
1: I think I had one too many bathroom beers, guys.
0: Oh shit! I need to get me a bathroom beer. There's still any? There's still bathroom beers back there, right?
2: There might be. I don't know. I'm yeah. pretty sure there are still bathroom beers in there.
0: All right. Well, we just like two days ago put bathroom beers in there. So yeah, yeah, that's but what I've, I'm saying. There's still. But
1: I've, but I've had a lot of beers.
0: Well, I've I might
1: had a have, lot of beer. I might have taken the last beer.
0: Well, how many beers did you have?
1: More than enough.
0: What about you, Kron?
2: I had I kept pace with Bones, dude. Well,
0: so how many is that? I don't. More than enough. More than enough, man. More than more than some and less than others could take. So there's there's still beer back there. Maybe. I think it's like,
2: as long as we don't open the door, there, there is and isn't beer in there. Yeah, he's right.
0: If I, I'm gonna walk all the way back there, and there's gonna be a beer for me, right?
1: But if you do that, and there isn't a beer, you've since you're responsible for there not being any beers in there.
2: Yeah.
0: You
1: fucked it up. You
2: fucked it up if there's no beer in there,
0: dude. I just replaced Mm. them.
2: Yeah, and pretty soon you're just going to be reporting that there are no bathroom beers left. Right. So
1: don't ruin it.
0: Don't ruin it. You just told me there is more beer back there.
1: There is or there isn't. It's a distinct
2: possibility.
0: What the fuck is going on right now? Is there or is there not... Beer.
2: Exactly. Yes.
0: What? One moment, ma'am.
2: You know what? It'd probably be best if you just left the store on this one. <laughs> this oh. is probably going to go on for a while.
0: I'm not. It's not. Why do you guys do this to me? What? I. I'm,
1: we're... Me and Bones are on the same crunch. page. But Krunt, see, the problem is, you told that woman to leave, she might have rented a puppet movie.
0: That's got them mop in the fucking like porn she room. C-
1: she could have rented a puppet
2: movie, but now she won't. I saw the look on her face, and she didn't deserve a puppet movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't
2: be judging people like that. I decided for her.
0: Mm. You're losing business. Jerry's going to be pissed.
1: Dan, hmm. why don't you go to the store where yeah. we know that there are beers and just leave whatever might be in the bathroom alone?
0: All right, I'm going to go to the store, and I'll buy some beers, and I'll definitely be back.
2: sounds like a threat. It sounds like how we get- I'll be back. It's how we get bathroom beers every week, so-
0: Yeah, I'll be back.
2: (laughs) What do you want to do? Well, he's gone. I say we crush a couple of the bathroom beers that I know are definitely back there, dude. I can
0: still hear you. Yes. Hey, Lee. Hey.
2: Go. Hey. Get out of here. Dickheads. And I say we put on a movie, dude. All right. Crush some beers, watch a movie. Uh I'll flip the door sign to closed. Oh, and lock it. Lock his ass out. Yeah, I'm going to lock him out. Yeah.
0: I have you a know key. That.
2: He's going to get in through the vents. That's what he calls a key, crawling through the vents. <laughs> hey, don't pick anything
1: too heady or anything, all right? Cuz I'm um, I don't know if I could follow it.
2: Okay. Yeah, I say keep we keep it light, we keep it breezy, we keep it fun, which is why I've selected Prince of Darkness from 1987 this week on the 5-day Reynolds podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's category is black magic. That's movies that have anything to do with, uh, I don't know, sorcery, curses, the devil, the dark arts. You could just need a scene. That's it. All right, that's the category. Uh my selection is Prince of Darkness from 1987 directed by John Carpenter. Not your I'm, first choice. I I was just about to say I'm joined as always by a couple uh big trouble hating rule following losers.
1: <laughs> Fuck off.
2: Fuck you, Cron. Uh guys say hello. <laughs> we Hail love, Satan.
1: We love Big China. Well, I love Big China. Big trouble. Man, I really had not won too many
2: beers. Don't even know the name.
1: <laughs>
0: China. Big I. Trouble,
1: I think Bill Trouble or Big Trouble is a Tim Allen movie, right? Based on a Elmore Leonard novel. I'll look it up later. Hi.
0: Hey. <laughs> I'd like to see that. That'd be my pick.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- Howdy, Cron. Yeah, does he get cursed in the movie? Because
0: <laughs> turns
1: into so. Santa Claus. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, if it constitutes black magic. Let's look this bad boy up while you're doing the intro here,
0: guys. I wait, will wait, say, wait, 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 hold on. The Santa Claus,
1: Santa Claus at work.
0: Oh my god. Huh? Huh?
1: Oh? Big Trouble, huh, huh, huh. 2002. Barry Sonnenfeld directed.
0: Big Trouble. Look at this cast:
1: it- Tim Allen, Omar Epps, Dennis Farina, Ben Foster, Janine Garofalo, Jason uh, Lee,
0: I can see the Rene cover. Russo,
1: Tom there. Sizemore, Stanley Tucci, Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> Zoe Chanel, Patrick <laughs> Warburton, Sophia Vergara. What a cast! DJ Qualls.
0: That's Kron's pick tonight, y'all. Yeah. Hi, welcome to Jackass.
2: I'm Johnny Knoxville, joined by Tim Allen. <laughs> oh? We're doing blow,
1: (laughs) dude. I was fucked up when I found when Stevo told me about Dan. You might have been there when somebody told me about Tim Allen, like his history of running drugs.
0: Yeah, he got arrested in Springfield, Missouri.
1: Yeah, it really fucked me up. Wasn't he just like a rat,
0: though?
2: Like he he instantly rolled over on everyone. Yep.
0: How did he not get killed?
2: I mean, the guy's electric. There's no denying it. Yeah.
0: What are the odds of that?
2: He's the tool man,
1: man.
0: You run drugs, you're a fucking rat, and now you're a millionaire Mm -hmm. because you're an actor. Must be great. That's like half of the Hollywood guys, huh?
2: Or politicians, I guess. I mean, yeah. That's true. All right, guys. So this was not my first pick. (laughs) Uh, I did try to select Big Trouble in Little China, a movie which was vehemently voted down for being too good. You per did that
1: to predetermined yourself. loss, yes.
2: I think it should have been grandfathered in. The category was made before Five Star Bangers was made.
0: That's just Let's, laziness on your end.
2: We should not relive the after showers from last week. The after right, disaster.
0: Okay.
2: So I pivoted. I went to Prince of Darkness, uh, a movie that still very much fits this category to a T, I would say. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I think I texted you guys. This might truly be like the seventh or eighth time I've watched this movie. A lot of those pretty recently, like within the last probably two or three years, I've picked up a lot of rewatches of this film. So... Um, I don't know. It's just one of those ones that every time it pops up on a streaming service now, I'll probably throw it on for a little bit and just relive, uh, Prince of Darkness. But Bones, I know you said this was a first time view. Yes. So a few years ago, being a
1: man of intense discipline, I decided that, um, some of my favorite directors That if I hadn't seen like the breadth of their work, that I was going to try to savor a lot of their stuff and not rush out to find it um, or watch it. So there's still a handful. I have not seen um, In the Mouth of Madness either.
2: So I'm saving that. Aren't you worried that you could just die tomorrow, though, and then you will not have watched a a lot of movies from people you really like? Uh, Here's the thing, though. When I die, I'm dead.
1: And I won't uh, have any regret. So I get what you're saying. But now if I'm tortured for 20, 24 hours, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going to end up dead. Yeah. in that time I might go, shit, should have watched In the Mouth of Madness.
2: Yeah. But I guess should've like watch the keep, you know, every time you sit down and consciously you're like, I'm going to watch Saw 6 instead of. <laughs> A Michael Mann movie that anytime I, not seen. I
1: sit down to watch Saw Six, there's extenuating circumstances. It's usually a I'm watching a movie with my father, or I anticipate falling asleep. Cron, full disclosure I too built a category around Prince of Darkness. Wow. So incredible. That will now be scratched out and I will replace it. But was it Black Magic? Uh, do you want me to tell you what the category was? Fucking Do you guys care? Dark stars have aligned already. Okay. It was called Hail Satan. So just a generic generic term. I thought maybe we could uh
0: breaking talk news. Anti
1: God there. Yeah. Breaking news, Tom. Um
0: I did have El Diablo on my second season list of categories. But okay. I've since scratched that.
1: We'll get Satan oh, out of wow. the way. All right, and then second season, Dan, you can bring the Christian family film category.
2: You, I thought for because uh, I believe that John Carpenter had a like a famously unmade movie that was called El Diablo, and I thought you were saying I, I was going to select that as a movie to watch for the podcast.
0: As breaking news, I still have not selected what I'm going to pick for this category. I think there's
2: a an bit Anthony of Edwards movie called El Diablo. Or he was like something cowboy? like that. there was a Carpenter that I think that was the name of it. Uh Dan.
0: Yeah, what's had up? you
2: seen this movie before?
0: I kinda back when uh I know we rented it, but we were young and we weren't it's a little slower than what we anticipated. And then I did start it when Carpenter's um Filmography was on Shudder last month, I believe.
2: What a fucking tease
1: that was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have kept it, it for was, two they, months.
2: They <laughs> were up for like three weeks. I don't <laughs> even know if they made it a full month. Yeah, with I those think it movies.
0: was a full month. I thought yeah. it was. It might have been I, three weeks, so you might have been right.
2: I, snuck, I did
1: sneak in a rewatch of They Live.
0: I did watch In the Mouth of Madness whenever they were on there. And then I started Prince of Darkness after that, but... I I was like forty five minutes in and I fell asleep. By the time I got back to it, yeah, I was already off. Like, I was like all right, shit. So
1: When did you uh, fall asleep on this rewatch? Mm
0: hmm. I did not. Fall Same spot this time. I stayed up the other night till like almost eleven o'clock watching Prince of Darkness. Damn. It's kind of cool
2: if you fall asleep in the middle of this movie, though, because you can pretend that you're in the brotherhood of sleep mm-hmm. and <laughs> that you're in the movie, too. Ah. I think Dan almost lost a beer there.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it's he
1: saved it. Place.
0: Hold on. Let me suck it off my desk. Can you guys fill, time,
2: Kron, fill time, Cron. Fill time. Fill time. My desk is famously what what Dan calls his own penis. (laughs) That
0: was rude. Son of a fuck. (laughs) This always happens. Four Hands Brewery. Get your fucking incarnation IPAs right, you dickheads. Every time you put them in the fucking refrigerator, they...
2: We're
1: leaving all this in.
2: Why didn't you just open it I'll fucking hashtag them. Why didn't you open it more slowly? My last if- six pack was fine.
0: Look at this shit. Jesus. Jesus. Fuck my mother.
1: Jesus was an alien, bro.
2: hmm
1: A traveler.
2: Uh, well, I mean, Dan might cover it in some of the further research, but are you guys aware at all of uh, like how this movie even came to be?
0: Uh, It was independently produced, right? The first time since Escape from New York.
2: Yeah. So I think basically what had happened was, you know, Carpenter famously put out the thing, uh, which was like his big studio shot, uh, famously flopped, even though it's now considered to be one of the best horror movies ever created. Um, And then he kind of like, you know, bounced around doing stuff until he got back to, Big Trouble. That was like the next, all right, we're giving you a huge paycheck again. Uh, make make a studio picture. And Which he, flopped. He put out, yeah, put out Big Trouble, um, flopped huge. <laughs> so after that, he was like, well, fuck, fuck studio movies. Like, this sucks for me. Um, I'm just going to go back to independent film. So Prince of Darkness, I think he signed a, it was supposed to be like a four movie deal with Alive pictures. Um, and kind of, I think it was like the gist of it was, hey, you can literally give us a one sentence description of a movie. And if we like it, we'll give you $3 million. Like, we're not going to give you more than that. But if we just like the one sentence you say, we'll, you know, we'll green light it essentially. Um, and then a live, I think a live had like distribution through, I can't remember universal or something, but I think the whole calculation was just, if we put John Carpenter's name on a VHS box, we're going to make more than $3 million. So that, that was it.
0: I'd buy that for a dollar.
2: Yeah. It was a good bet. I mean, it probably worked out in their favor.
0: If you don't think that I would have 20 sentences each morning, just,
2: there you mm. go. Well, you, know you still got to make the movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nah, I'd be like, you guys said if you liked the sentence, and you liked five of them, so.
2: Mm. Hey, you, you still got to make the film, though. Nah. But no. like I said, I, I think a four-picture deal, uh, This and They Live, came out of that that setup. I wanted to look at his, uh, was
1: it like 86 through 89 or something? He made like four or five movies.
2: Oh, I think it's like. I think there's like a 15-year run where he made 11 movies, so.
1: (laughs) So it's kind of hard to knock the guy for saying, fuck it. So Thing, 82, Christine, 83, Starman, 84. Big Trouble 86, Prince of Darkness 87, They Live 88, and then Memoirs of an Invisible Man in 92, and that's kind of what fucking really soured him. Cuz of fucking Chevy Chase. Mhm. And then Mouth of Madness in 94. So that's his last like considered good movie, right? Cuz after yeah, that I mean, you get Escape
2: from LA, Vampires and Ghost of Mars. I've not seen a ton of the later stuff. I think I started Vampires pretty recently. Um, I don't know. I can't say that they suck, but I think yeah. the kind of consensus is for the most part after Mouth of Madness, uh, there's a pretty steep drop off. Vampires has like
1: a really strong half hour. Like the first half hour is pretty badass, and then it really wavers. Ghost of Mars, I haven't seen.
0: Vampires. It's a badass Godsmack song.
1: Hey Kron, come here for a second. Yeah. What? What's going on over there?
0: With with Dan? Yeah. Kron's drunker than me right now. Okay.
1: Is this a usual thing, and I'm just adept to it? I don't know. I like.
2: Dude, he shakes up his beers, and (laughs) and then he, he the
1: forehand
0: shakes up my beers.
1: And people aren't going to believe us, but he. Put up a tribal devil mask mm-hmm. and danced around. He's doing it again. Yep. I'm being 100. I'm swearing on Batman forever that he's doing this.
0: Right, you gotta kill the mood, dude. I'm talking about the devil tonight. You bringing up fucking Val Kilmer?
2: I mean, a, a gift obviously from God. A f- obviously, a film though that was. Could only be created by Satan himself.
0: <laughs> Schumacher.
2: No, I just mean like uh, the work of the devil you is in that, that film. take that back. <laughs> you, you can see it in the celluloid, dude. I mean.
0: Bones, I do have a question. If we do get the Schumacher cut, are we going to have to cover that? Yeah. God no, we won't. It. Fucking hell. What are we going to cover it for? I'll do it. A two day?
1: I'll do a two and a half hour constant Bones
2: just ramble bonus episode. That's not a two day. That's that's an old it's, that's a new a kind new of release. an old movie. That's not a new release. I don't if think they
0: release could... it in theaters.
2: I don't way. know. Yeah, but you couldn't say Batman Forever uh twenty twenty two. Batman Forever twenty twenty four.
1: I'm sure that there's another show out there that is aware of my love of it and would invite me on. So we wouldn't have to, they would spare you too.
0: No other show would ever invite you on to do anything. That's true. At I hope least all not the, anymore.
2: I hope all the additional footage is just more uh, fight dancing from Robin.
0: It was actually on TV the other day and I clicked on it. And it was where he was like, how do you turn it off? And she's like, hmm, like this. And my wife was like, is that Drew Barrymore? And I was like, yep. Yeah. This movie has everything. And that's Jim Carrey.
1: (laughs) John Carpenter.
0: His entrance was better. Uh,
2: Famously never made a Batman movie. (laughs) What a god. Unfortunately.
1: I don't want him to touch Batman. I want him to do like Wolverine or the Punisher.
0: I nah, need to do like Wolfman. Yeah what
2: what was that uh what was that one that the guy who did Watchmen didn't he do like swamp swamp thing or something? Watchmen. Schneider
1: Zach Schneider. No, I, I mean the guy who who actually Snyder? wrote the comic.
2: Snyder. Yeah. Alan Moore. Yeah, didn't he do like a swamp thing comic? Yes,
0: you did. I think I have. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's what Carpenter should do. <laughs> that would be cool. That's the the comic
1: book property he should tackle. <laughs> the Swamp Thing take place down in the bayou,
2: cron Oh, oh, oh! You barking up the wrong tree.
1: <laughs> we ain't got no Swamp Thing around is, here.
0: Is that all you got? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Mona Me.
2: What, what do you want me to say? I, he,
1: Dan, you caught him at when he had a mouthful of Crawdad.
0: Oh, sorry. What's your name, sir?
2: I'm going to put you on a fan boat and they're never going to see you again. Damn.
0: Fan boat.
2: Cron? I'm Cajun crawl <laughs> Cajun Crawl. <Cron. laughs> Cajun
0: crawl Do you have a All brother right. from this, Canada? This
2: episode's
1: <laughs> fucked, folks. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's some
2: there's some hoodoo in the works on this episode. Some hoodoo? That <laughs> yeah. you do? Hoodoo. Alright, guys. <laughs> we, gotta get, we gotta get to this movie. We can't all be uh, spraying beers on each other.
1: And- this, is, this is also like the earliest that we've started also, so mm-hmm. there's no like late night punchy excuse.
0: Eh, this is, uh, it's not Friday tomorrow? Fuck.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still got a normal work day. So Shit. Let's do it, Cron. All right, guys. This is Prince of Darkness from 1987, bre- bre- directed, directed by John Carpenter.
0: You're drinking them tins, bro.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm drinking a 10% tall boy, and this is the second one. (laughs) All right, guys, we open on a priest in bed. Um, He's Mm -hmm. in the the last stages of life. He's not looking great. You think he's regretting not having ever watched In the Mouth of Madness? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's probably thinking about all the movies he should have watched while, you know, Somebody was putting on a trip around the world or
0: something. <laughs> no, guys. He's happy because he knows that when they open that box, it's my dick in a box.
2: What you a think great that's prank. What he had in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, what else did you put in that box? Like how he's holding it.
2: I mean, it's not very, it's not a huge box.
0: I mean, the Catholic church is, uh, Famous for hiding all kinds of stuff. Why wouldn't it be his dick yeah. in a box?
1: So, so you think he put his dick in that box? So you're saying the dick or the the box is only about nine or ten years old?
0: Yeah, yeah, you got it. I didn't say it. <laughs> for all words. right, this it's la- dying.
1: <laughs> it's a layered joke, Dan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this guy's dying.
0: Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna say your Hail Marys for that one. We start our credits
2: Uh, Guys there are some Notable names in the credits Victor Wong, Dennis Dunn I don't know if you two have ever seen a movie called Big Trouble in Little China but (laughs) you Recognize these names Seen a movie named Tremors Mm -hmm.
0: It was featured on this here podcast Mm -hmm.
2: We do get A repeat
0: performance from Victor Wong Mm -hmm. Two time Mm -hmm. He's not the only one
1: He's great man He's fucking great in this.
0: Do we really believe that he's a professor, though?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I famously went to college for a year. <laughs> Half <laughs> of the professors were like this <laughs> that I had, like in engineering and No wonder you didn't calculus. want to continue. <laughs> no, I wish they were all that way.
0: I was going to say, if they were having you go to church, <laughs> do all this, woo. Like, yeah, I mean, if they too took me guess. to
1: a church to scientifically
2: disprove something, that would have been fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But then also when you got there, they were like, we think it's the devil. <laughs> and you're locked in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's great because I wasn't going to leave anyway. <laughs> there are aging rock stars outside. I'm Try st- your luck.
0: I'm staying here.
2: Uh, father, doctor, or er, father. Doctor. <laughs> Bones, edit that. Uh, <laughs> Father Donald Pleasant shows up, and uh, he reads over this dead priest diary. We cut over to university. Victor Wong, a uh, professor, walks into class. Outside the building, we see a large mound of ants. So this is kind of re- a recurring thing that we get through this film. There's also uh, – everybody's kind of like looking at the sky, and there's always – the sun and the moon seem to be getting closer together.
1: Mm-hmm. The moon Except is our mustachioed sh- hero—he's only staring at that
0: redhead. The moon is shaped like that right now, gentlemen.
1: Because mm-hmm. I, mean, I think—is your part this, of the country?
0: You're in the same fucking. You don't stands, know
1: how the moon works, dude.
0: I was up at two this morning, or this morning, and the moon was like that, and I immediately thought of this movie. And then I seen a fox in the neighbor's yard, and I was like...
1: Do you change huh? your son's diaper outside?
0: <laughs> no, I was looking out the window. Oh, okay. Whilst fixing a bottle. I seen the moon, thought about Prince of Darkness, saw a fox, and was like, oh, fuck.
1: Couldn't That's wait to badass. pound some beers with your bro and just trip through a fucking movie? For well,
2: four you guys- people to listen to? You kind of live outside, right? So...
0: I only take my child out at 2 a.m. when there's a full moon so I can bathe them in it. Hell mm-hmm. yeah! So the witches don't get them.
2: <laughs> I feel like the witches would be most it's out peak, on a full moon. Well, yeah, they're peak out witch there hour. and
0: they're like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, guys."
2: You can just see them easier in the full moonlight. What is it about your you son your that water they don't out want? There.
0: Well, they know that like we're down with them. And uh, against okay. Them. They're like, "Oh yeah, you guys are cool." I'm like, "Yeah." These guys, eh, they're Christians. They're like, oh. House burnt down. It's weird. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, inside the classroom, Wong is teaching. This is some upper-level graduate physics, religion, slash history, slash philosophy class going on a kind of ragtag group of students, man.
0: Of uh, mm-hmm. 45-year-old students, yeah.
2: These are graduate students. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue. You guys know from Black Roses, I love, clearly...
1: <laughs> you love adult ed- education. You love people going back to <laughs>
0: I love finish up their degrees. I love 40 year
2: playing, you know, 20 years younger than they should be
0: playing. I'm going to paint this town red.
1: I believe it, though. There, I believe all of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: being in this program.
2: I don't know. I mean, the bald guy kind of <laughs> he seems a little out of place in the Dirk Blocker mm-hmm. of
1: Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. That's correct. Are you fam- and then I know this because of bananas for Bonanza but uh, his dad was the guy who played Hoss on Bonanza. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Jesus. Jesus. I be- I I don't know. I believe it. The at first I thought like okay this is kind of ridiculous that all of these people are in this class. And then as the movie goes on and you realize that they're sort of like high level
2: going for their doctorates or whatever. I I believe it. Mhm. Yeah, I think they save it by making all these people graduate students. I wish they had just said these are normal college students. Yeah. Would have added a layer for me, but I get that not everybody's into that. So,
0: uh, Because, like, in the middle of the church thing, they'd be, like, and beers and shit. Like,
2: mm-hmm. What what if the
1: premise of the movie was Victor Wong uh, got a DWI and a judge ordered him to teach night school? And these were all people going for their GED.
0: Is that what they do when you get a DWI? Because I'm they not either to go make going drive you- my truck.
1: Well, yeah, they either make you uh, teach night school or uh, coach youth hockey. Or Mm -hmm. join
0: the army or something.
1: Yeah. I think that legit used to be a way out.
0: I legit worked with a guy that was like, I got in trouble for robbing a house. And they were like, you can either go to jail or you can ship off in two days to the army. And he was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to the army.
1: Yeah, go to the army where they have all of this stuff that famously goes
2: disappearing.
0: You don't know that.
2: Well, and then, so it's like they give him that choice, and then there's a smash cut to right of R- 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 the Valkyries playing as, <laughs> they, as he firebombs a village in <laughs> Vietnam. Fuck, I could have been in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's when I knew I had made the wrong decision. <laughs>
0: Is that what they did in Mighty Ducks? Yes,
2: that was the yes, premise right. of Mighty Gor- Gordon Bombay went to Vietnam and firebombed a village of...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. He wouldn't last a day.
1: Quack, Vietnam. quack, <laughs> Viet <V-com laughs> fucks.
0: Yeah, that is right.
1: Got some Hueys in
2: a flying V formation and shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got uh, when, down. When I was in college, uh, I did have a... I had a physics class at 8 a.m., and I used to try to get everyone to quack whenever the professor walked in. <laughs> Did
0: it work?
1: And you were the youngest student by 20 years, right?
2: Yeah, they were all graduates. There was a bald guy. There was a... <laughs> Foxy redhead.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: See, that's the one I I could believe is, is, is the lady. All the others. I'm like,
2: eh. uh, Father Pleasant arrives at church. He uses... Oh, just a quick note about my notes. Uh, I've basically identified almost every... I, I mean, I would challenge you right now, if you can, uh, without looking at a letterbox, to name one character in this movie. Kelly? Yeah,
0: there's, I guess that's there's right. literally Man. a girl that nobody can remember her name. Walter? Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't that Kelly, the redhead that they're always looking for? No, redhead glasses.
0: The blonde one they're always looking for.
2: No, they're always looking for the radiologist with glasses yeah. who gets a uh, gooped later. Uh, spoiler alerts! If you're <laughs> if you've not seen the movie and you're Trigger listening to this podcast, gooping.
0: <laughs> I would say sprayed.
1: Yeah. So you're for your you're saying oh, through yeah. your notes you just have the actors' names.
2: Yeah, so I basically okay. have like Professor Wong, uh, Father <laughs> Pleasance. I think his name is like Father Loomis in this movie, though. Like his actual credited character. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of people are just their their actual names. <laughs> notorious dr- uh, drunk. So Vader Carpenter Loomis. probably knew Vader.
0: Yeah, VATR. Yeah. Botcher.
2: Uh, K- I, I watched him. I watched him wrestle Kane, dude.
0: <laughs> Can anybody guess Victor Wong's name?
2: Oh uh, yeah, shit. It's a uh, Barrick or something.
0: Barrick? Barrick was his first name. I don't fucking I know. I that, call him dude.
1: Professor, dude. Out of respect. Yeah, yeah. Fucking asshole. Doctor <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Oh, uh,
0: Brian? Walter?
1: Brian's on the
2: mustache, right? Yep. Walter's the other guy from Big Trouble. I also literally said the one thing you can't do is look up the names I, of the characters. <laughs> he was confirming well after, though. hmm That's true. Uh. All right. Anyway... I just, I don't think the way the movie is put together, it's that big of a deal. Like, I don't think Carpenter is too hung up on, let's give all these people a defined... You don't need it. Yeah. That's not really what the movie exists for,
1: so... And in a way, that's a benefit to the casting because it's incredibly diverse.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Touche. I think it just gets so big, too. Like, you kind of meet... Like, you start with this group, the kind of physics group, and you get them for you know, 20 minutes. I don't even know all their names. And then by the time you get to the church, it's like, okay, now we're going to introduce 40 more people. So biologists and linguists and yeah. Uh, All right. So father Pleasance arrives at church. He uses the key from the dead priest to enter a secret room in the building. We cut back over to the university. Uh, This mustache guy and Dennis Dunn are leaving class. They see a nun in the hallway. Uh, one of them says, hey, what's that all about? The other one says, well, you know, a few years ago, Professor Wong did a series of de- of debates with an English priest for the BBC. Maybe they're planning another one of those. So I think this is kind of like how the plot rolls out in this movie. Um, like there's just enough plot to hang a like a story on. And the rest of it is kind of, I don't know fill in the gaps almost or it's more kind of character or tone it you know it's
1: very visual there's very yeah. little dialogue in the in the very beginning especially with Donald Pleasance you know mm-hmm. you're you're watching him figure all of this out and then has he um has he sent the letter yet by this point it's a little bit like later. the memo okay but I think it's a cool way to set up the history with them
2: mm-hmm Uh, professor Wong meets up with father Pleasance. Pleasance basically asks him for help at this point. Uh, we also get the, I think the final credit at this point, which is written by Martin Quatermass, which is carpenter. Mm. -hmm. Uh, Pleasance explains this dead priest was the caretaker here. Oh, so they've kind of, I, I think the letter has already happened at this point. (laughs) Okay. Um, They're in the basement of the church again. Pleasance explains that the dead priest was the caretaker here for 30 years. He only went out once a week for groceries, uh, but he opened this door every single day. He was a member of a forgotten sect of monks that was known as the Brotherhood of Sleep. Yeah. Pretty fucking cool name.
0: Hell yeah. Brotherhood of Eternal Sleep. There's gotta be a... Philip H and Selmo here from Pantera Fame and Down. I just wanna see that I love John Carpenter. I
1: saw you live, dude.
0: Yeah. Did you did you like how I put my microphone on it, my underarm on my all my bandmates? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not quite would, a Henry wait. Rollins. You would like jam rap.
2: the microphone into their armpits. What do no, you say? I
0: jam my their microphone into my armpit, Philip H and Selmo. Uh, I believe that was a show where they lifted a man up in his wheelchair.
1: Hell yeah! Also, I think you were like the first celebrity to like one of Laundry Dan's tweets.
0: Yeah, he's. I re- remember a big going fan. over to
1: his house, and he had a big
0: smile on his face. Big fan of that guy. You guys like Pantera?
2: This all sounds like a really weird Serious XM promo or something.
0: We're getting when was the last
1: together. time you had to do a serious XM promo there?
0: They haven't called me since my white power thing.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that the... Maybe Laundry Dan shouldn't go on about uh, being a big
2: fan. Is that the tweet that Dan made that you liked so much?
0: <laughs> nah, this is well before that. Uh You know, I don't. I box now, and I don't drink as much. Right on.
2: I don't know. You sound shittier. You don't drink. You fight, and you're a white supremacist.
0: No, I'm not. I'm just never white. I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Come on, Nola, Nola. Yeah.
2: Oh, now you trying to?
0: (laughs) Oh, oh. damn! You got shit. You got the devil by the toe now. (laughs) Oh shit! It's my dad.
1: Cajun Cron, I think you got a chance here. I think you could walk all over
2: his ass.
0: No, I'm, I don't. I'm Philip H. Selma. You can't. No.
2: Oh, you better stay out of the bayou.
0: I mean,
1: maybe lock him behind those cemetery gates. You know.
2: Oh, we gonna lock the gates. <laughs> <laughs> I lock the gates,
0: huh, But I'm a cow- oh, Mary- I'm a cowboy from hell. You can't do that. Wrong. No, we locked the gate. Wrong. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Philip H. and Selma here. I love five-day rentals. Uh, keep what you're doing, but I do more horror. Okay? All right, buddy.
2: Mm-hmm. We're literally recording a horror episode right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brotherhood of eternal sleep. Yeah.
1: And if you heard the first half hour of this, pretty horrific.
0: Hey, I'm not a I'm not a white supremacist anymore. Okay? We're not
2: going to release this episode, so it doesn't matter.
0: All right, guys. Hey, I love you. I love you. If you ever come down, one for them, to L- one for us. If you ever mm-hmm. come down to Nola, let me know. I'll show you a good time. We'll go. Uh, we'll go out to Pepper's Bar.
2: Okay. Later, I'm there know. all the time, Mono me. Ah
0: <laughs> uh, shit! Uh, all right, bye. Cajun crowns back again. He all just right.
1: left, and, and Phil just <laughs> left.
0: Everyone left.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I- Phil he's a,
1: he's a Yep, wall sound.
0: Okay. That's so we're
1: down in the basement.
2: Yeah, eventually, Pleasance leads Wong into a big room full of crosses, In the center is a giant cylinder that contains some swirling green liquid.
1: Do you need to make the room even creepier? <laughs> or is all of that... Like, is there supposed to be spiritual power in a thousand crosses and candles?
0: I was going to say, did you guys get together and do two movies in a row with just a container filled with slime? Are we going to uh, keep this going or.
1: Not purposely, because if you remember, there was a. No, we don't. movie that we weren't going to do.
0: <laughs> well, there it. There is a movie that we're going to do for a certain segment that we have, so yes, okay, eventually
2: oh, that's getting too cryptic for me, even
0: we're gonna well, it, do big trouble I'm, in little China,
2: mm-hmm,
0: for this category no, I'm gonna pick it for my pick,
2: oh, good. <laughs> It would totally work, and uh, but we can't vote you down, apparently.
0: Kron, I've been doing some research, and I came across one. I was like, oh, that would be a good one. And then I seen your rating for it, and I was like, ah, can't do that one. What was that? Nothing to tell you. Because I was like, that's going to get thrown back in my face
2: real quick. I've never gotten mad that I've watched a movie that's gotten selected.
0: Uh, You're... Your rating was very high, so...
1: Neither like, of us were mad that you picked the other one either. We were just...
0: We were just, you adhering know...
1: Adhering to the rules.
3: Hmm.
0: Sure. Ofic- official rules coming soon.
1: Like a like a good judge does. Like a judge that wouldn't sentence a person to teach <laughs> night school or coach a little league hockey.
0: We just made it to where you have to do over 100 episodes now. You just... you. You bent the knee to that.
1: I think this is the beginning of the end. This yeah. episode is it. This is this is the downfall. This is it.
0: I love you guys.
2: Hey, buddy. Wong and Pleasant look over an ancient book, and eventually Wong asks, "What is all of this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Pleasant says, "This is Got a it. secret that can no longer be kept." Yep. We cut back over to campus. Two students, uh, Dunn and Redhead, are walking into class discussing Schrodinger's cat. When they get to class, they see it's been canceled and all the students are needed for the weekend. Mustache sticks around with Redhead and he hits on her. Uh, this guy says some bullshit and uh, he I, he basically asks her, like, why is it that a girl that looks like you never sticks around our end of the building? And it's like. She's still a like a physicist. I mean, I guess she's not like a theoretical physicist or you know, whatever he is, but it the whole thing seems very weird. She's applied physics, mm-hmm. he's theoretical, and he's questioning why
1: she's taking that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, but it's I'm on her side in all of these interactions. He's being just way too.
0: Well, didn't he like creep on Casual. her before, and she Constantly. was with another guy?
2: He's kind of been stalking her for yeah <laughs> a good long while at this point.
0: Okay, I was just want because I thought well, she walked off with another dude.
2: Stalk might be
1: a little heavy. He just happens whenever every time he sees her, he stops what he's doing and watches. So he he's peeping, maybe.
2: Yeah, but it's also, I mean, it is kind of like, oh, there she is, like. That girl I want to talk to. I'll wait outside this bookstore for two and a half hours until she comes out. I mean,
1: but yeah, Dan, you're right. He does see her speak to somebody and then kind of bring it up.
2: <laughs> oh, you good, Dan? But, I thought maybe you had a rebuttal.
0: <laughs> that bones confirmed that I did see what I saw, so...
2: Alright, fine then. Uh, Professor Wong breaks it to these (laughs) students that they're going to be helping at the church. Uh, He says, hey, you're all accomplished physicists. This extra credit's really going to boost your grades. Everybody starts arriving at the church, uh, or actually just Wong at this point. He witnesses a homeless person get controlled by the sun, I think. Um, And she's got some ants all over her face. We cut to another scene with Wong and Pleasance. They argue over what's happening. What Pleasance. is it with,
1: with the homeless people that makes them susceptible? Or the unhoused people, sorry. Um, is it like, are they trying to go for the majority of people are schizophrenic? Because I think one of, like, people living on the streets are more predominantly schizophrenic or something. Because I think the blonde lady says something about it later, but they don't ever really
2: explain... Yeah, I guess I don't know why it's necessarily homeless people. I think there is some correlation maybe because there's a lot of the, you know, the imagery of like the ants and the bugs. It's just like it is another horde of things that is pressing down on this church, you know?
1: Yeah. And I guess in this part of town, maybe if this entity is sentient and putting out signals, you know, there's probably you know, an abundance of unhoused people in the area. So,
2: okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like, I mean, cause all the, you know, all the people in the church are like physicists and biologists. So maybe there's some kind of like the more susceptible the mind, the earlier it takes you over or something. Yeah.
0: I mean, she did say that she was happy that they were reopening the church. She yeah, but looked, I think what's his nuts. But
1: I don't. I don't know if she's under this. Is she under the spell while she's saying that shit? I think. Yeah, full so. of bugs. And
2: well, I think her voice too is like, I'm so happy you're open. <laughs> like it's, it's like devil
3: voice. i <laughs> <God>, fuck me. <laughs> I'd
1: open this church so hard.
0: <laughs> Can you give me your hand with this?
1: Oh, she's a great big fat priest.
0: <laughs> See what size are you? Six and a half. Oh, uh. Doctor Lecter. I think you're on something there. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling is. It,
2: is that was just. I'm it? taking yours from the last episode we did. <laughs>
0: What Did I claim that she was a lesbian? I don't remember what I said.
2: I think you just did a a, a,
0: long list
1: of offensive...
0: (laughs) I'm the least offensive on here.
2: Okay. That itself is offensive. You're kind of like outing yourself, though, even with your... Like, did I make a very uh, offensive (laughs) (laughs) impression?
0: I'm not... As soon as Cron Howard in our very first episode said, do you like jizz? I was off the hook.
1: What's offensive about jizz? Yeah. (laughs) It's the conduit of life, buddy.
2: There are people in this movie that-
0: Did we get that dog- (laughs)
2: What? Acron, hey, come over here for a second. Hey, I don't do he's off the rails this episode
0: since you that we b- week we, we,
1: we cannot record on different days anymore.
2: Wednesdays. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, this, this is a train wreck he, of an episode. He is a
1: creature of habit.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe Wednesday is his I start drinking at one days. Didn't he say some shit about I the moon being weird?
0: The moon's he, weird right now. I yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a fox.
2: Remember what I was
0: saying? It, about that's right, a,
1: Dan. You did see a fox.
0: Remember
2: yeah. what I was saying about the more susceptible the mind?
0: <laughs> yeah, It's, it's weird.
2: It's, the moon is already clearly controlled, Dan. Yeah.
0: You guys know there's a company where she makes bath soaps, and she puts them in full moon, so oh. they're like witch soap? Can I actually she order put, that? She puts, she puts them, them in, in full moon? I thought yeah, you were going to say she shoves them up her ass. And. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a guy out there that buy that. What do you mean she puts I'd them in that. full moon? She puts them out when there's a full moon, so they soak up the moonlight. Which is love soaking up the full moon, Kron. I thought you
2: meant like she makes them in the shape of a full moon. <laughs> a circle. <No>. So <laughs> no.
0: she-,
2: she makes a round bath ball. It's a little hockey puck of a soap. Aren't
0: there like s- OnlyFans
1: ladies that will sell like their bath water?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. There's ladies that sell their panties. That
2: honestly, though, makes more sense than the bath water. I mean... I mean, the bathwater is going to get um, full essence, man.
0: That was what um, the cult in Korea, he would make the the people drink his bathwater. Shomrike? Shomrike? I don't know. You guys never heard of that? Nope. Yeah, he would make people drink his bathwater and shit, like, because he was a god and all that shit. You studying really,
2: up on your cult leaders? I only no. follow the teachings of David Koresh. So. We know. And Cyber Christ. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Cyber Christ guy.
0: That's still one of my favorite moments of this, this whole show.
2: Did you guys get any uh, spam calls today? Nope. How about yesterday? Job must be laying low.
0: <laughs> she asked if I was over the age of 18, and I said no. He said, okay, we'll have a good day.
2: Job's waiting for the moon to complete its final form before. All right, where are we?
0: Have we got to Alice Cooper yet?
2: Uh, Not yet. I think we've seen him. Yeah. All right, we cut over (laughs) to a scene with Wong and Pleasance. They argue about what's happening. Uh, Pleasance wants to translate the book... Wong says that out, uh, the outside world doesn't want to hear any of this bullshit. Mustache and redhead meet up. They bang. So there you go. Mm-hmm. We cut back over to the church. Uh, I mean, if, an army- if,
0: hold on, crowd. If you're a grad student, are you still banging like, like a college student?
2: Uh, no, my dick fell off when I was 28, Dan. I mean, what what are you talking about? Yeah, of course you're still trying to bang, dude.
0: I was thinking more along the lady. That's
2: why he's been in college for 20 years
0: (laughs) That is true
1: It's a place you know women are going
0: You haven't got to like creep level yet Like oh that's Cron Howard He's 35 I'm a graduate student I'm probably uh, Still You know
2: Teacher's assistant or some shit You know I'm probably grading your test
0: I'm probably like the dude who runs the dorm. Who? What's that called?
2: RA.
0: RA. I don't know. I never. I never went to college.
1: I just needed the year, and I picked up all the
2: terminology. I'm just going. Calbunga. <laughs> all and- right. Oh, go ahead. It's hard so to he- cut out the spaces.
0: He's gonna. <laughs> He's gonna tell her that he loves her. Is that what he's trying to say?
2: Yeah, kind of. I mean, she's super jaded about it, so he doesn't, but And she's kind of
0: a bitch about it.
2: Well, no. he is kind of like, Can I say something? And she's like, Fuck that.
0: <laughs> like Go cook me some eggs.
1: You have to like I just cooked it's set eggs. up that he's been longing after her for a very long time. So he's got all of this set up and baggage almost, you know? And I think she's trying to say like, Hey, this was just a, like. let's not quickly guy. jump into anything. Yeah.
0: He looks like he has like three kids already. He does look old.
2: Yeah. They're hmm. grad students. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times we have to keep coming back to this. Most uh, people Victor, just looked older in movies. Victor back Wong then. looks old because he's the professor. hmm
1: Dan is completely laid back and now spinning. Dumbstruck. Like.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm agreeing, okay? Okay. I'm letting Kron get some chunks out of this uh, plot.
2: Sure. Uh, all right. There's an army of homeless people that are gathering <laughs> Their leader is the monster dog himself, Alice Cooper, Dan.
0: <laughs> I thought it was Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Sometimes he's Billy the Kid. Mhm. <laughs> it's good to see old Alice Cooper again, guys. Uh maybe we can get him in one more time.
2: I did read in like a little snippet of an interview, uh where it's like, I mean, you know, long after this movie had come out, Alice Cooper was like, they should really make Prince of Darkness too." <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, I don't think we need to do that, Alice. But thank you for your input. Very valuable. The fans want to
1: know what happened. To <laughs> yeah.
2: My, my character never got a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> uh, so let's see. All right. The students and professors are arriving at church. They're all setting up their equipment. We see some new people, a group of straight-up scientists are setting up. We got microbiologists, chemists, radiologists, theologians. Like, if you're in a graduate program for anything, you're probably at this church. This one dude
1: with the headphones has major Justin Long vibes. It was really hard not to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the dude from the uh, like the Mac commercials back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's what you came. With. He's an actor. He was in like a thousand of those commercials, the, dude.
1: In Kron's defense, they, he was everywhere nah, you, for like four years.
0: If you say Justin Long, I'm gonna be like, oh, Jeepers Creepers. Okay.
2: I didn't watch Jeepers Creepers every day of my life. I did see one of those Mac commercials. Probably every every day day for for,
1: two years. Yeah, yeah,
2: two or three years.
1: I would say Accepted. I like that movie. Speaking of college.
0: Tuskron? That's a movie that eventually you're going to pick.
2: I've never seen that movie.
1: He's not a big Kevin Smith. I, I don't think any of
0: us are really.
2: No. I remember uh, Dan at one point was like, hey, Red State's pretty good. And then I watched it and I was like, I don't like Red State. <laughs> I liked Red State. It was okay. Thank it's just kind of.
1: I think Danny Duck was our big, he was our group Kevin Smith fan for a while. Yeah. I don't know if he stays up with that or not. I think he, it, I'm not going to say uh, totally compare him to Carpenter, but I think he did have that sort of like, oh. I've sort of washed out, so let me sort of just do these smaller things for a while and really kind of found that particular niche of people, you know? So he can, it's like he can get a movie financed and make just enough money back and do a tour with it or whatever and stay afloat.
2: Didn't he like sell a movie as an NFT recently? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I think he like fully filmed a movie and sold it to like one person. My life sucks.
0: I mean, he did Dogma, which is kind of like Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I get what mm-hmm. you're saying.
2: Oh, we haven't gotten to the shit monster yet, but we're getting there.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, Ben Affleck hasn't showed up, but he will.
2: Uh, so this lady starts translating uh, the the big book that they found earlier. Uh, and uh, With incredible speed and accuracy. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's great. Hottie, too. Damn. Rawr. She writes down, uh, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you this thing which shall be unleashed. So that's the first little bit of computer text we see from this lady. Pleasance arrives. A homeless person stops him. This is where we get the low voice kind of like, it's so wonderful. You're opening the church again. I was going to, uh, but I'm not. i <laughs>
0: We could go for. Well, well, we already did that bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. We cut over to the church basement. Uh, we've got everyone together now. Like all the people we've seen in this movie are in one place. There's. It looks like forty people. I mean, it's a big cast.
1: Uh, it puts the money in the basket. <laughs> it puts the money in the collection basket. <laughs> That's what I was going to do.
2: Give us this day our daily bread. Take of me and eat. <laughs> Dan, I'm, a, I'm out of church puns, so Dan, Dan, do your Bible thing as as Buffalo Bill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please open your books.
2: That <laughs> would also work for a school teacher, Buffalo Bill. So keep that one in the back pocket, Dan. <laughs> We're doing palms. (laughs) Uh,
0: Your actual palms. Sunday (laughs) school
2: Buffalo Bill. Um, all right. Hannibal. So we're down in this basement. Um, we're in the goop room. Mustache and Dunn are talking about a blonde or talking to a blonde scientist. Mustache says, Hey, look at this computer. Uh, these are differential equations from a book from 2,000 years ago. Fuck off. <laughs> Nerd alert. This does kind of – this This scene does almost start a series of scenes where like the gist of it is, is always like, can you believe these readings? These numbers are off the charts. Like, Yeah. Just about every single one, you know, whatever kind of scientist you are, you can't believe what you're seeing.
1: I also loved the very 80s array of flashlights and like mechanisms that they used to like illuminate. One person had like a shop light Mm -hmm. almost. And then Walter's got that giant classic like halogen bulb one that looks like a candlestick almost.
2: Yeah, there were definitely a couple scientists that had like an oscilloscope, which. I always thought those things were so cool. It's like they'll they'll read the little you know graph of like audio signals, mm-hmm. but those things always look badass. <laughs> uh this blonde lady, she's she starts to like leave the room and she's backing out and bumps her arm on a piece of equipment. This will be important later, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to make a note of it here. This was good that I was doing the notes after, you know, several rewatches because I was like, I need to write down that this lady bumps her arm. <laughs> That's something uh one of you would have had to double back for. So, <laughs> yeah, I would have forgot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you think you would have got it, Dan? <laughs> they mention it at least five times.
2: Yeah, but the first time it happens, it's like a non, it's not like a big deal.
0: It kind of stands out because you're like,
2: oh, my God,
0: (laughs) why would they? That's me.
1: It's too random of like a weird character choice. Is it
0: it in your notes? Notes. (laughs) We had to do notes for this.
1: We're a day ahead. He probably didn't get a chance to do
0: notes. I still have to watch this movie. Guys. He still doesn't understand
2: mm-hmm. Schrodinger's cat. Drink a six pack <laughs> the first night, so I'm watching it tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it playing as now we're that going we've through explained
1: it. it to you.
0: Hold on, you guys have jumped where I'm at. Hold on to me.
2: Uh, upstairs, <laughs> redhead shows uh, Dirk Blocker a bunch of worms all over the window. Fucking worm. Man. Looks cool though, man. I mean, get more practical worms
1: he just, on movies. He, he just seems so zoned out whenever he's walking around,
0: fucking LA, man. Yeah, he fucking LA.
1: I think he'd he'd be the the cool guy to
2: hang with.
0: Don't they actually show this movie in this church?
2: Yeah, I think they've done screenings uh, in the actual church that they filmed it in.
0: Yeah, we should go do that for like a buds tour. Okay.
2: I don't cool. want to plan the next one anyway, so yeah, let's do it.
0: Plan that, Kron.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll, I will say that's what we're doing, and I'll leave it up to Dan to <laughs> figure out the details.
0: All right. Just uh, PayPal me $3,000. That's coming eventually.
2: We cut back over to this lady who's typing. She writes out, And the prince of darkness was himself sealed, that old life, uh, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. So, guys, we now know that uh, this goop pile in the basement might just be the devil. Damn.
0: (sighs) Why does this always happen?
2: To you?
1: (laughs) In L.A. specifically.
0: If I was the devil, I don't think I'd want to go to L.A. I would. <laughs> nah. Where would you I, want to go? I don't see the devil Noah. as an L.A. guy.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, <laughs> me. You bringing that voodoo back to the, back to the bio? Philip H. and Selma here, uh... I love the fucking devil, guys. Oh. Hey,
1: Pantera's getting back I am, together. Hey, but this well. is uh, Bones for the Five Day Reynolds podcast. <laughs> While uh, Phil and hey, Bones. Cage and Cron are knocking this out, I'm going to take this time to uh, promote the Discord. You can send us an email. We oh, do have- a shit.
0: Uh, you guys got a Discord? Oh, join Yeah, man. Oh, mon
1: ami. <laughs> The whole setup of that bit was that you guys were going to go back and forth, and I was going to talk over you.
0: Oh, we're but very respectful in Louisiana.
1: Etouffee. He's People right. People are going to think that this was a episode we recorded a year and a half ago.
2: hmm
1: Like <laughs> yeah. getting the kinks out.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry I made us record on a Wednesday. This was clearly a big mistake. I'm having a good time, yes.
1: Oh, I'm having a great time. Just whether or not the listener is made yeah. it this far,
2: this episode might never see the light of
1: day, Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. So
0: <laughs> we can't do that.
1: We got we'll put a we'll put a we warning. Yeah, a cool. tangent, a tangent, space-ridden episode.
0: Mm-hmm. We went off the rails on some other movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, convoy. <laughs>
0: know what was it It was one of Bones' movies i think me and bones are just drunk though phantom yeah i think so that's
1: the most drunk i've been i'm not drunk now definitely drunk during the phantom should be
2: we cut over to dunn he's watching uh (laughs) tom and jerry go to hell episode (laughs) uh this other scientist guy he comes through and he does an insane trumpet impression hell
1: yeah pretty good I, I like it he is the um uh like rebellion leader and they live right
2: oh yeah yeah you're right i do like the carpenter like he finds an actor that he thinks is good he'll stick with him for <laughs> four I or love five that, movies man. Yeah. i
1: love it i love when a director has like these are my cast of of players and I'm going to find a spot for him or make a spot for him. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I think this movie, I think this and They Live are cool, too, because it's kind of like he, who's the biggest name in this movie? Pleasance? I mean, it's all like the whole movie is character actors. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the movie suffers because it doesn't
1: have sort of a star quality? I mean, that might have affected, you know. grosses but do you think from like the effectiveness of it that there's not like somebody to kind of carry the thing that it is more of an ensemble thing I mean they live you at least have you know Roddy and the thing you've
2: got Kurt I think it's okay in this because I think whenever you watch this coming in blind it is kind of like anybody could die at any point there's no there's no one who's too big to not Get it, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he doesn't really have a good history of knocking it out of the park. Carpenter. What? Yeah. Box office-wise.
1: No. Yeah, he's, but he's an in-the-park homer guy, man. Like, he...
0: Eventually.
1: He eventually rounds third and gets in there. See how I'm crushing this fucking... Baseball metaphor?
3: hmm
2: Uh this blonde scientist isn't is, a
0: very convincing uh huh.
2: Uh she's talking to Dunn about the homeless situation. And she's also kind of like, Man, this uh I bumped my arm earlier and it's getting all fucked up right now. <laughs> Two. It's just nerves. Yeah. She's like, Walter, you don't bruise from nerves. He's got a very
1: offensive line here. What is it like? I used to get night sweats when I was 12. Doctor said it was homosexual panic.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He's got... Yeah.
2: This guy has a lot of confusing lines throughout the movie. Yeah, so...
0: Okay. She's Asian, right?
1: Yes, he's being oh, offensive okay. to her. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: was just, it got to a point where I was like... Uh, well,
2: yeah. it Do does to get to...
0: Google this chick. <laughs> it gets
2: to a point where it's like, this is either a very offensive joke that he's trying to make, or like this was originally written for another actor or actress, and <laughs> we've replaced someone, and now the... The weird joke that you're making doesn't work anymore. <laughs>
0: because I was like, I don't know if this is a joke or if... I was like, I guess I need to Google her. Google her. Did you guys Google and her?
2: And you you went into incognito mode for that search, right? I think this is our only credit. Uh, really.
0: What's incognito mode?
2: Uh, We cut over to this scientist uh, who's only working the day shift. This is the guy that looks like Justin Long. Yeah. He goes to leave the building, but he finds a crucified pigeon right outside the church.
0: Rutger Hauer's not going to be fucking happy about this. Mm -hmm. Either is David Bowie.
2: Uh, Alice Cooper shows up and blocks this guy's exit. He also picks up half a bike half, half a bicycle that's laying in the alleyway uh this guy's kind of like well that's fucked up so he goes to <laughs> go back up the stairs that he just came down and there's like a team of homeless people now so he's like well i guess i'll go the one person way starts walking towards Alice Cooper and then just gets impaled with this bicycle <laughs> looks pretty good yeah it's from his stage show, right?
0: Yep, he did incorporate this into his stage show. Or I guess he had it before.
2: Yeah, I think they used like the bit from the Cooper show.
0: When I seen he Cooper, bet. he did the head, he chopped off the his beheading. Head. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then
1: did he pick it up and put it back on? Yeah. Like the Satan lady does?
2: Gotta get not, him and him and Guar on a bill together, huh?
0: Not gonna lie, man. Alice Cooper puts on a good fucking show. I can confirm that. Cool. It was Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper.
2: Back inside the church, Mustache meets up with Wong. Uh he he basically says there's something growing inside of the goop. How is that even possible? Uh Wong is kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Long kind of. That's sense, what the city like. needs right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the downstairs. There's a lady scientist with glasses who's approaching the green goop container. Uh, very cool kind of upside down dripping effect throughout this scene. Doesn't cost. Hey, way cheaper than CGI, and it looks a million times better. Yeah. Put your camera upside down and then flip the film. Mm-hmm. Simple. Eventually, this thing sh- shoots a bunch of fluid right into her mouth.
1: It looks awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: looks so cheap, but so awesome. Just what some guy. Does,
0: like... With yeah. A,
1: with a it's fucking s- ketchup soaker. squeeze bottle. <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: Uh, we cut over to this lady who's been typing... Um, She's translated some more stuff and it's pretty wild. She's so she's like off the computer telling everybody this stuff at this point. She's like, all right guys, I've translated a bunch of this shit. Uh, the container was buried in the middle East eons ago by the father of Satan. Uh, the container is what he put his son into later on. Christ came to warn us. He was an extraterrestrial but of human-like race, like Silver Surfer. Hmm. Hell yeah. No, uh, like Swamp Thing. If you're following the <laughs> comic book tie-in from earlier,
0: <laughs> guys, all comic book movies are five stars. Hmm. It's cool.
2: I think you came around. We all agree. We yeah. Every Marvel movie is the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Martin Scorsese.
0: Eat a dick, Kubrick.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Christ was killed, but his followers hid the container until science could advance enough to prove what he was saying.
0: So he's um, a James Cameron, huh?
1: Why couldn't he bring science?
2: Mm-mm, not how it works, dude. <laughs> okay. He's
0: an alien. I I mean,
1: like, science is universal, like math, like, couldn't you just bring that?
0: Are you asking how come Jesus didn't bring science?
1: Yes, if he's an extraterrestrial traveler here to warn us, why didn't he bring...
0: Because science would prove that Jesus doesn't exist, and then he would have nothing to stand on.
1: No, science would prove that he's an extraterrestrial traveler, so, so they should heed the warning. He's already broken the prime directive. Sorry, that's Just, a Star Trek. So the prime directive in Starfleet, like you cannot interact with a a culture or a planet that has not uh, established a certain level of technological growth without them achieving that on their own.
0: They're too so stupid you, to know we exist.
1: Yes, so Picard can't take. And go to, like, an uncivilized planet and be like, here's a fucking phaser and here's this and here's all that. Because you change the course of that civilization's history. Once they achieve, I think, I, I think it's, like, light speed. Like, once they're able to travel in space, that means, like, all right, you're cool enough to now be, like, have contact. So, in Star Trek First Contact, that's when the Vulcans make contact with the... Uh, Maxwell Cochran, I think is his name, because he's the first person to achieve traveling at light speed. They see that, and then the Vulcans make contact.
2: Kobayashi Maru?
1: Kobayashi Maru, that's later. That's much
2: later, yeah. I'm just, I'm dropping my Star Trek knowledge, so. Yeah. It's not that
1: complicated, but it just, it, you need to it talk. adds for it creates some good episodes because there's a lot of conflict in that. Like,
0: you need to talk to Chadwick; he's the Star Trek guy.
1: Yeah, he'll correct me if I got any of that wrong. But all I'm saying is Jesus broke the prime directive, right? In this story.
2: Yeah. No, but. Because he didn't bring advanced science and math to these people. But he
1: still interacted with them. And, he turned
2: and water bring into them. wine.
0: What are you talking
1: about? Yeah, dude. That was... Okay. Yeah, he was the first replicator. <laughs> that's a fucking... That's a good Star Trek joke, by the way.
0: <laughs> if there's one thing that the Five Day Real's podcast knows, it's Jesus, okay? It's
1: one-third of us know Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, we know Jesus.
2: Upstairs, Dunn is talking to uh, this theologian, at which point... uh, So this is where he makes this joke like, hey, did you know that uh, you could pass for Asian? Which doesn't make any sense because she is Asian.
1: Well, she kind of... Is it a beer he hands her?
2: He's like, you want one?
0: Mm, I think it's like a soda. Okay. I mean, mean, they're all of
1: drinking age. They should be able to... Have yeah, beers
0: I- in there, I don't think the professor's gonna allow that. that's true. Situation. That's
1: true. You wouldn't yeah. want them to fucking gang
2: bang in this church because Walter had one too many. Back downstairs, this lady who uh, drank all this goop, she rises anew. We get another scene where uh, you know, mustache guy is kind of like hey, a few minutes ago, I just got these readings that are off the charts. Uh, What do (laughs) you think is going on with this shit? He also kind of implies, like, whatever we're measuring can move stuff, you know, just through thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dirk Blocker is looking for this lady who's downstairs. He finds her, uh, but guys, she totally just snaps this dude's neck. Hell yeah. And now we're into the meat of the movie, and there's no better place to take a pee break. Hey, guys, uh, grab a water on this pee break, huh?
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Crod.
2: <laughs> so guys, I'm fine.
0: Crod's drunker than me right now. I'm not drunk. He's only a fucking drunk dude would say that.
2: I'm going to... Guys, I'm going to get out and drive a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude.
3: <laughs>
2: i'll see you back here you're gonna win a state championship in about 12 (laughs) months
0: dude come pick me up bro all right
2: all right welcome back everybody to the five day rentals podcast uh we're right in the middle of prince of darkness so if you're just now joining us uh uh, it's a very rare Wednesday night record for the boys. It's running a, a little off the rails. Uh but hey, you can always come back to the fact that the moon right now looks just like the moon in this movie. So it's all fucked up. Mm-hmm.
1: And Cron, I do wanna appreciate. I wanna say like I appreciate that when we went on that pea break, you pulled us into the into the showers and you had a nice whiteboard set up and you really went full college basketball coach on us. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dan and I are we are refreshed on our plays and our hustle is going to be there. Yeah. I'm inspired we can come back, okay?
0: I'm shitting straight, bro. Yeah, pick and roll,
2: you know. Mhm.
1: I don't understand basketball. Every time I watch it, I'm like, how is how is that not a travel? How is that not a foul? I it boggles my mind. But great characters though.
0: I just want to be the coach. Go and score more points than those guys Mm -hmm. and stop them from doing it. Little
1: scribbles on a clipboard.
0: That's our basket down there. You put the ball in that one. Get the three. But if you can't get the three points, get the two. All right, get back, get back. Defense, defense. (laughs) Don't let them do that on that side.
2: Mm -hmm. That that does look like the easiest job. So that's all they're doing? Yeah, you show up in a suit and a tie and you just yell it. Damn college kids for an hour
1: <laughs> i wonder if i get my dui if i could get it's true. you gotta get your dui first if i could be a basketball coach instead
0: hmm. uh, i think you're going army bro me yeah,
1: like, yeah okay now's the time now's look really look the time
0: look at the guns on that guy like let him go play with guns
2: all right prince of darkness thanks Kron. All right, here we go. Upstairs, Professor Wong explains the theory. Maybe there is a God, and maybe it influences every particle on Earth. But for every particle, there's an anti particle. And if this thing downstairs is real, it might be anti God. And it presides in a mere image, but that mere image is coming through.
1: But he was all prisoner. Like, the the father character is very, um, so back and forth throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, he's upset at the church, but still has his faith. I mean, his faith is, you know, reinvigorated at the end. But the writing on it is very interesting.
0: He's terrible at hiding, but he's, like, really good at hiding.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, I think he's kind of,
2: like... He's got to be high up enough to know what the Brotherhood of Sleep is, but then he's also... Well, he figured it out
1: in the journal.
2: Yeah, but he's also probably going against like the church just to bring in scientists in the first place. You know what I mean? It's kind of like...
0: How do you not quit? How do you find out that the Catholic Church, among all the other things that they're hiding, or tried to hide... And then you find out that they're literally hiding Satan, and you're not know, just like, "All right, I give up." Like,
2: no. Nah. Well, when are when are you ever more needed as a priest than when you <laughs> realize <sighs> Satan is in a jar in a basement, Dan?
0: Yeah. So that's I think that's, I'm like, I'm done.
1: I I I understand what you're saying, Dan, But also at this time, like he has gotten closer to proof than he ever would otherwise.
0: If I can and he even conquer says this, this to Wong, like... I'll be Pope.
1: I need you to prove this scientifically, and I don't know, it, and but he does, he will like go off on his own, even in a group of people, like, why did we hide this? Like, he <laughs> he does sort of like talk shit about the church, but I don't know, it's an interesting... He's I at mean, a crisis just, of faith. Yeah, it's just always awesome to watch anyway, but particularly in, in this scene, because even Wong is, like, basically saying, like, yeah, it looks like God's real, and Pleasance is just like, fuck, we fucked up. Like, instead of saying, cool, like, I lived 60 years of
2: faith. I don't know. This is a good movie, man. All right, we cut over to these three scientists outside. This one guy whose name is, I think, Wyndham. Uh, he's kind of like, hey, this thing fucking sucks. Like, I'm going to go home. This is bullshit. This is caca. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he wants to leave. Eventually, he sees that. Uh, so it's kind of like the other two guys are just like, no, we're on the verge of a breakthrough. We're going back inside, but you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, so Wyndham is just like, all right, I'm going to go home. He's getting ready to leave when he basically kind of looks out and sees that he's surrounded by homeless people. It's a really cool shot of like they're all spaced out perfectly like mm-hmm. around the building. Um, eventually, the lady from downstairs who drank all this goop, she walks outside. Um, she's covered in black beetles and then. We cut back to Wyndham, he's covered in black beetles. A homeless lady runs up with a broken off like garden shear and just straight up stabs this dude to death. I thought it was Alice Cooper at first. I think and it's the it, lady. The, it yeah.
1: is the lady, but on the second rewatch I realized it was her, but they they looked very similar in night running with a mm-hmm. weapon.
2: I think the scene is just so cool. It's it's like so dreamlike in a way, you know, just yeah. all the imagery of like you see all those homeless people and then everyone just gets covered in bugs. And then the slow-mo of like that lady running and there's a close-up of the like garden shear in her hand. It's just yeah. all – like it's very quick. All those things kind of stitched together, but it feels so – Like the time is off and it just, it feels very dreamy, like very, you know, just not real in a way. And I think that helps to make the actual
1: dream broadcast seem even more terrifying.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, We cut back over to that lady who's been typing away on her computer. She writes out, be you not deceived for one will be chosen. Suddenly, we cut over to Dunn. He wakes up from a nightmare. Uh, the nightmare that he's having, it's its basically saying this is not a dream. You're not having a dream. You're receiving this broadcast from the year 1-9, and that's when he wakes up. Uh, thing, like, that thing looks
1: incredible. The, that dream broadcast mm-hmm. is terrifying. Did you read, Dan, about how they shot that?
0: Yeah, he actually. I guess he did camcorder and then shot the,
1: the actual TV.
0: TV of it. Yeah, playing on TV, and that's what yeah. he used.
1: Damn it! The way it moved, it. goddamn uh, god damn, it's terrifying. And this it's actually, so subtle and great. Yeah,
0: it goes back to uh, a great tie-in that eventually we'll get to on this show. Uh, uh, Debbie Hill. I guess would ex- tell Mr. Carpenter that she had this dream. She would relive this dream every once in a while that just like of a dark figure coming out of a church. And that's where Carpenter kind of played off of it with. Uh, okay. Related to Walter Hill there. intense uh-huh. hence, hence uh-huh. folks.
2: Who Deborah Hill? Mm-hmm. Who like produced a bunch of the John Carpenter stuff. Weren't they married for a while?
0: Yes, Mm -hmm.
2: that is correct.
1: Hey, we do the work here. All right, listeners. It's not just all bullshit.
2: Yeah, we're not just three alcoholics that can't. Can I say something something that I think is just (laughs) fucking bullshit? That
0: clip was
1: great. I was so happy to find that clip.
0: I really thought it was coming our way this week.
2: I like when the one guy has to, I don't know his name, but the one guy has to be like. Bob Rock? Well, he's like,
0: I'm not saying
2: we make a rule that's no solos, but I'm not making a rule that says we got to do them either. Yeah, He's like, if it's all flowing, then yeah.
0: Can you not name the four members of Metallica, Kron? Yeah, I can name them.
2: Crabman, Crabman, uh, s- complaining guitar guy, <laughs> Lars Ulrich, <laughs> nice, and a uh, uh, big guy who kicked the can down the road.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. Yeah,
2: that, that
1: guy who's making the rule is Bob Rock, the producer. Okay. Who they eventually? He did like the stab, black album. Stab him with a garden shear. He, I'm pretty sure he wanted to by the end of his run <laughs> with them. He did black album load reload some kind of monster. I think after that he was like, I'm done.
0: Then he did like never mind. No, that was Butch.
1: He did um. I want to say he did Shout at the Devil like Motley Crue. He did a bunch of like that sort of shit and Lars I know way too much about fucking Metallica. So he uh Lars was like blown away by the sound of that Motley Crue record. And then Bob Rock tells a story of he had two offers from like some other metal band and Metallica and he went on a vacation with his family. And he was like in the Southwest and they stopped at a gas station. And this native American guy came out wearing a Metallica shirt. And he was like, well, if that's not a fucking omen, I don't know what is. So. Metallica. He's awesome, man.
0: I've been listening to, um, Nirvana with the lights on. I think it's called. It's all like the, the demos and shit that, they did yeah it's really it's kind of interesting to hear all the lyrical changes and stuff like that yeah in those songs so
1: is the drum timing all crazy
0: they're literally demos so it's just like are we recording and then okay like they'll go into like they released you know you're right like in 2009 i believe was the last nirvana song and that is totally different than what the demo is, like, lyrically. And, like, uh, Heart Shaped Box is completely lyrically different. I was like, oh, shit. It's for the better, What the one they released, I I believe. Hmm. So, anyway. Just nerding out on Nirvana over here. Yeah, that's all right. Showing our age. Well, I just don't wear the T-shirt, y'all. God. Mm -hmm. Send by from Target
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got yours from Hot Topic
2: In 2010 Yeah Well and it's the only album you own The (laughs) mind.
0: (laughs) I am a In utero guy For Nirvana Sorry guys That's
1: fine It's okay to be wrong (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's so right to be so right Okay Uh (laughs)
2: Eventually, Wong wakes up from essentially the same dream. Uh, Loomis is kind of like, hey, w- what were you dreaming there? <laughs> uh, Wong's like, hey, that's my own business. But whenever we saw his dream, it was kind of the same. You know, you're receiving this message. This is not a dream. Our technology has advanced far enough to build a transmitter that can reach your consciousness. Um, let's see. Pleasance eventually says, Hey, everyone that was in the Brotherhood asleep had the exact same dream that you just woke up from. So I You're already, in, buddy. Yeah, like I already know the shit that you were going through. Uh this group goop drinking lady, uh <laughs> she's walking around upstairs. Them. Mm-hmm. And she finds the lady who's been typing at the computer and shoots a bunch of goop into her.
1: That's a creepy scene. She, like, mm-hmm. crawls over her on the cot.
2: Yeah.
3: Gets yeah even,
1: Sam was like, hey. excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. This got a lot of jumps out of my wife.
0: This is pretty great. Well, she yeah. watched this whole thing?
1: She did. There are a lot of jump scares in here. Like my, She has watched a considerable amount of John Carpenter movies with me. She has watched... They live the thing,
3: Christine. Invi- invisible
1: Man. <laughs> we haven't got there yet.
2: I haven't even seen the Invisible I've never movie. seen that movie. Yeah. It's odd, man.
3: I
1: remember
2: I, liking
0: it, though. I feel like I'm not missing anything there.
2: No. I think even Carpenter, like, shortly after it came out, was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. See it if fuck, you want. Fuck Jeffy Chase. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this blonde lady, she goes to meet with the redheaded lady. <laughs> uh, this blonde lady, like, this is kind of a funny bit because she's like, I need to go to sleep right now. Yeah. And at first, uh, the whoever she's talking to is like, okay, I can, you know, get you up in 30 minutes. And she's like, oh, give me 45 minutes. And then it's like, as she continues to walk to the room with Cots, it's like, hey, everybody's meeting in the lab in 30 minutes. And she's like, okay, wake me up in 15. (laughs) It's like like every time she talks to someone, her sleep time dwindles, you know? Uh, We do get a glimpse of her arm, though. And there's – in her bruise is some kind of ancient symbol at this point, which, considering what we've seen before, is not a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Back at the computer – The lady we've seen typing, she's just mashing those keys away. A guy comes in. He's like, hey, what are you doing there? And she's just writing over and over, I live, I live, I live. And then eventually she writes, you will not be saved. All right. We
1: we haven't really talked about that actor, the the tall black actor. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very, like, kind and, like, He's like kind of loud, but soft. So it makes his his switch later all the more effective. He's kind of introduced in like the second batch of scientists that come in.
0: Jesse Mm. Lawrence Ferguson. Yeah. Boys in the Hood. Dark Man.
2: Oh, he's great in Dark Man. I was just watching that the other day.
0: Neon Maniacs. Are you prepping for something?
2: No, just oh, okay. Saw it on a thing and <laughs> watched the first thirty minutes of it. Good ass movie, man. There's some cool cars at the beginning of that movie. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I was like, I gotta look up what these cars are. It's in the part where they rip that guy's leg off and they're like shooting everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the Dark Man episode. Of <laughs> Five Day Reynolds. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll
1: do it. I tried to set Dan up for it once. I know. Instead, he made us watch... Uh, <laughs> stage Fright. Yeah, Stage Fright. <laughs> Good up. Marilyn tripping
2: on that stage. Maybe the funniest fucking thing. All right, so eventually they do knock out this Ferguson guy. Uh, they shoot a bunch of goop in him. So now there's three of these people. Mm-hmm. Back upstairs, Pleasance keys everyone into the fact that, hey, you guys are all having the exact same dream. Uh, this is kind of a funny scene, too, where he's like, I need everyone who's fallen asleep to raise their hands. And they all <laughs> kind of look at each other like, I don't <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that. And he's like, no, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. Just let me know. Like, wh-
1: why can't they sleep? Like, why don't they have shifts?
2: They have COTS set up, so yeah.
1: Like it, they make it seem like I get that they're doing a lot of work, but at nine o'clock at night, they should have said, "All right, you guys go to bed, and we'll work through the night, and then we'll trade off."
3: Mm-hmm. It seems they all almost could like to sleep.
1: Yeah, it seems like she's embarrassed, uh, the blonde scientist, to say like, I, "I gotta sleep." Like everybody else seems to be falling asleep in their chairs.
0: Maybe that's like a grad thing, like, oh, you don't sleep,
1: we study. hmm Is that what it's like, Ron?
0: Yeah. I think
1: I they slept were, a lot in my one year of college, so.
2: I think they told them, like, hey, the second shift's going to be showing up soon, so just keep working. <laughs> <laughs> I did during my, like, during part of my grad program, uh, I did work like a graveyard shift job, so... I felt pretty out of it the entire year. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Pleasant to say, yeah, like, hey, you guys all had the same dream. Um, And then eventually they're kind of like, hey, it might be because of all the tachyons. (laughs) It's like, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Sure. The tachyons are doing it. So they do kind of explain, like, a tachyon is a thing that can move faster than the speed of light. So by that definition, you can travel backwards through time cuz I don't know cuz you're faster than the speed of light, so why not? Tachyons.
1: I said tachyons, there's, baby.
0: This is a shitload of shit in this movie.
1: But it's I think it's done in such a palatable way
0: oh yeah you it's know? Not,
1: like it's it's, it's not like just you, like gibberish yeah know? I hate to make this comparison but it's it's a little nolany there you go but there's you know like he will fucking absorb himself in as much of the science to like get more like in a you know an intermediate knowledge of it and then incorporate that or build a story around it. And that's definitely what he did here. And I was thinking a lot of signs, right? Which is like religion v. science, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is done in sort of a cool way. And like the way he kind of is like free willing to change shit. Like, oh yeah, Jesus was an alien and this is blah, blah, blah. And so he can do that with the science as equally, you know?
2: Well, I kind of like that he, you know, cause the first hour of this movie is almost all, um, you know, like theology and like all these big heady ideas. But then the movie also does get to a point where it's like, all right, I've got 45 minutes left. Now the movie just needs to turn into a big goopy horror movie. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, you know, so he does introduce a lot of crazy stuff, but at the end of the day, he's still like, I got to make this a movie people want to watch, you know, like I got to, I got to give the audience what they're expecting when they come in to a John Carpenter movie. So, right.
3: Well, I mean,
1: in any, any sort of slasher like that, you have to set up the rules and you have to set up the boundary mm-hmm. and the boundary of this one just happens to be just a m- macro sense of quantum physics mm-hmm. and million-year-old theology. So, like you were saying, you just have to – you digest all of that in the beginning. So, at the end, when you get to a mirror, you're like, oh, I understand what this
2: is. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, this would just be ridiculous. Yeah. it's. But, I think he does a great job of being like, I want to talk about these big ideas, but I'm also going to give you like a structure of a movie that you're used to because – there needs to be part of this that you can comfortably, like, get through. Digest. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, downstairs, we see these two ladies. They're wheeling this green goop around. So they're taking it, like, upstairs at this point. Outside Wyndham, who got killed earlier, starts screaming. Um, everyone goes to see what's happening. He's like, hey, I got a message for you. Uh, that message is pray for death. <laughs> And then his head falls off and he crumples up like on the ground. It's awesome. It's It's never
1: good. It's equal parts cheap and equal parts awesome. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Upstairs, the guy who got gooped earlier, uh, he kind of meets up with everyone. He's wheeling around a chair and then he just breaks off a piece of it and stabs himself in the neck.
1: Most terrifying part of the movie. Is he like, he's like yelling amazing grace. Yeah. Just dragging that chair up.
2: Uh, Professor Wong tries to break out, but essentially they all kind of realize at this point, hey, all the doors are boarded shut. And even if you can get past a door, there's just an army of homeless people outside that are like waiting to demolish you if you can. Actually, get out.
0: They want more than your change.
2: Mm-hmm. Dunn goes to check on the blonde scientist. Um, he sees that the ceiling is filling up with the green goop, so it's kind of like shooting up from the container, as we've seen it do a few times before. Oh, shit. I've done that a few times.
0: Yeah. It's not green, though.
1: Uh, not enough celery juice.
0: Then we kind of
2: like pan down and see all this stuff that's like going out of the container up to the ceiling is going down into this blonde lady's face. I thought this was probably the coolest shot of the Mm -hmm. entire movie.
0: Looks great.
2: Yeah. It's like both eye sockets. The mouth (laughs) is just pouring into her. (laughs) Uh, The Asian lady walks out into the hallway. Pleasance has had enough and he just kind of like darts into a room to hide. And Dunn is able to get himself into a closet. So everyone is just kind of like stuck where they are now. There's enough people that are being controlled that you cannot like freely move about the church. In the main room, we're kind of down to just redhead, mustache, long, and one other rando guy who's kind (laughs) of hanging out with them. I wonder which one of them is going to die. They barricade their door. Like I said, Pleasance is in another room. Dunn is in the closet. Um, all the people who have been taken over are kind of wandering the hallway that's separating everybody. Dunn can look out and see this blonde lady. She is basically swelling up with all this fluid that's shooting into her. So she's every time we see her from here on out, she's looking worse and worse. <laughs> uh, outside, the sun is starting to come up, but the homeless again are like cutting off every single exit. Dunn looks out at uh the Asian lady, and he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry about what I said earlier. You don't look Asian at all.
0: <laughs> it's more confusing mm-hmm.
2: on the other side of the of like the wall, the redhead hears Dunn talking, and she's like, "Hey, is that you over there?" And he's like, "Shut the fuck up <laughs> Like he like snaps at them. And I don't understand why. But anyway, she's like, we're going to try to get you out of there. So they start chipping away at the wall. Okay.
0: Bones' theme right here. This is my, hey, Mm -hmm.
2: I've
1: gone on and on about this. I do love, she's got like a table leg. It's got a piece of metal on it. And they're like, this is, we could probably get through this. She says, yeah, it'll take a while. And then with her first blow, immediately <laughs> knocks a huge hole in the thing. And you're like, oh, they fucked that up. And then I'm guessing that there's two la- that they show that there's two layers of brick between this. But goddamn, it wouldn't take you that long.
0: Well, that's what I was like. Said, right. it's like At least they showed the brick. Like- yeah. Well, and then
2: they get to it a little bit later, but Dunn is like, He's not working on his side at all. Uh, yes,
1: that would know. piss me the fuck off. But then, and then he's just
2: like, yeah, busts then when, right
0: through it. When yeah. stuff, when,
2: when everything goes really south for him, he just starts like he can knock a hole in his side in mm-hmm. you know fifteen seconds and basically be through there. So, I'd I'd get you guys through that wall. Thanks, Bones. I, I know you
0: it. would. Just let me go to Satan.
2: Just fifteen minutes.
0: This is where I always wanted to be anyway.
2: Uh, In the other room, the African-American scientist, he kind of breaks into where Pleasance is at and starts laughing a bunch. Um, Is it like a giant water tank or like
1: boiler?
0: Yeah, it looks like a boiler or something. This dude's praying out loud and this other guy can't find him. Like...
2: I don't know why. He, it seems like he's upstairs, though. I don't think he would have a boiler upstairs. That always seems like a basement kind of thing. Yeah. Well, if, that's where all the holy waters kept. If Freddy Krueger taught me anything, it's that a boiler <laughs> goes in a basement. Damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't have all, all these concerned townspeople having to walk upstairs to lynch no. you.
2: It doesn't make any sense. Mm. You need a basement, no windows kind of room. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mustache guy gets outside briefly to see what's going on. But as soon as this guy's feet touch the ground, like they just start, everyone starts closing in on him. So he kind of just has to scramble back up to the room he just got out of.
0: That didn't make any sense to me. I'm like,
2: duh. I think they were like, Hey, take a, you know, take the temperature down there. See what's, mm-hmm. <sighs> maybe they'll just keep standing where they're at. You never know.
1: My frustration came from that he didn't try to jump over the other fence. Like he, I mean, I get it, but, and then and that's he all went, I kept thinking. I was like, get on the other side of that where, because then you're on the other side of the homeless people.
2: Yeah, but then he the like, way that. He yells back, like, you're on your own now. (laughs)
1: Later. Maybe I'll send help.
2: (laughs) Uh, We cut back into one of these dreams that everyone's been having. We get the exact same info we've heard before, but now the transmission ends with, um, we're broadcasting from the year 199, and then, boom, we see the redhead lady wake up. Back in the other room, um... The African-American scientist is trying to push his way through a mirror. So he kind of sees a mirror over in the corner and starts kind of like moving at it a bunch. Um, over in the closet, Dunn can see the blonde lady. She's real messed up at this point, like just swollen up with this fluid. Uh, Wong's talking to his group and basically says, um, you know, there's really only so much this guy can probably do. It, as a container of liquid, he needs a human form. Dunn reports that the blonde lady's changed again. Whatever is inside of her has been absorbed. Did
1: they uh, try boiling the liquid and turning it into a vapor and smoking trying it? to,
2: Yeah, I feel like that'd be worse.
1: Disper- oh, I guess so. Like, yeah, if you just dispersed pure Satan into the air? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a dumb idea. I'm just thinking, like, how do you get rid of
2: yeah, the boil- liquid? Boil it and open all the windows and just let it <laughs> spread drop it, it into LA <laughs> Drop it into some magma. Well, I
1: guess the devil likes heat, so that wouldn't work. Yeah, how do you get rid of this? There's no good <laughs> God way. Damn
0: devil? Always around, dude. Fucker. Like a fucking STD.
2: Uh, so this lady's absorbed all the liquid. She now wakes up and looks at Dunn. He starts freaking out at this point. He's like, get me the hell out of here. Uh, This is where he starts just like bashing through his side of the wall. Good thing he's got like a 6D battery flashlight that he's able to sledge into that wall. Uh, Mustache kind of opens. I guess this guy is kind of like, we're not going to get through the wall in time. I'm just going to go out one door and through the other to get him. So he kind of opens up their door. But as soon as they do, um, Dirk Blocker comes in. Um, let's see. They kind of. I think they. They knock oh, him out. Yeah, they hit him with like a two by four, but then Wong, I think, ends up stabbing him like right through the eyeball. And that's yeah. how they kind of put him down eventually. Uh, Dunn finally gets pulled through into the main room. The. Lady who was typing kind of follows him, but they all grab some bricks and just beat the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. Also, when the redheaded lady
1: uh, comes through the closet door, she sort of falls on the the Asian scientist as she's trying to go through, and I thought she broke the lady's ankle. <laughs> she kind of like falls, and the lady, the Asian lady's leg kind of rolls. I was like, oh, shit, that seemed like the most
2: painful stunt so far. Uh, The blonde lady picks up a mirror. She's kind of able to, like, it's a very.
1: You're begging as an actor to be like, can I be one of the ones to just beat the shit out of this person with a brick? Like, wouldn't that Mm -hmm. be so fucking fun
2: just to beat up this stunt woman? John, what if we had eight bricks (laughs) and everyone joined in?
0: (laughs) Just everybody.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. What if, like, even the characters that are on the devil's side come in and beat her with bricks? Yeah,
1: because that's crew. evil,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get the gaffer in here. Yeah. Best boy. Just. Yeah. What, what if we introduce a new character to beat her with a brick? At this point in the movie, it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Get a. Uh, Nobody food. expects. Get, get the food people in as well, you know? Come on.
2: Mm-hmm. Alice Cooper comes
1: in. Oh, that's why Alice Cooper wants Prince of Darkness, too.
0: Mm Got to get that brick in, baby.
2: That's the the voice I was doing. That was all Cooper talking to John Carpenter on set. Oh, we got to get Cooper in this scene. All right, this blonde lady, she's picked up like a compact mirror. It's really small. Uh, she's able to like push two of her fingers into the mirror itself. Mm, yeah, she is. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey,
2: two. any any more than that, walk away, buddy. Two's all you need if you're doing things right. So,
0: entry point—that's what that is.
2: <laughs> uh, this blonde lady gets into the mirror in Pleasant's room. It starts glowing. So now she's like, she's got a full size mirror now. There's a, the game has changed. Uh, she oh, puts shit. her arm through. Pleasance cuts off her arm with an axe. And then he cuts her head off. But none of that shit really phases her. Like, head pops right back out. Uh, her arm
1: regrows. Yeah. yeah.
2: So she again is reaching through this mirror. Uh, she's saying, Father, come to freedom. Guys, a, a big old classic devil hand starts coming through the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool as hell. Um I wish we'd gotten to see what was on the other side of that arm, you know?
1: It kind of looked like the paws of the the dogs from uh Ghostbusters. Like the carcoil dogs. hmm
0: Yeah, you see that.
2: Uh, Why do so- they call it Ghostbusters? Different coasts, I guess, huh? Yeah, these like these physicists are kind of, of trying to do the exact same thing. So, we're
0: like, we want to be in our own crew, we don't want to call those guys.
2: Yeah, uh, this redhead lady comes in right in the nick of time. She's like, I don't know what to do here, so she just kind of pushes everyone back through the mirror, um, herself included, so kind of. Push the devil, the blonde lady, and herself all through into the... I guess the hell dimension would be the only way to describe it. Yeah. As soon as they're all through, Pleasance picks up an axe, chucks it at the mirror, and breaks it.
1: It's Uh, pretty tense because Mustache Dude is wrestling with the other guy, and she runs down the hall, and she has to have this kind of like quick assessment. mm -hmm. Like, do I try to help? Any of these people, or do I try
2: to end this? I liked it. Uh, the mustache guy does yell no at the, you know, he the classic kind of like no, <laughs> like it's all fucked up. So that kind of ends everything. All the people who are under Satan's control, they're all kind of back dead now. Um, they've got a bunch of kind of like gas that's releasing from their mouth. Um, And then outside, all the homeless people just kind of snap to and start walking away from the building. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dunn goes outside, inside. I got crosswalks to block. Yeah. I got to pick up my change cup and get to work. Early bird. (laughs) What are these maggots in my cup? (laughs) Uh, Pleasance tells Wong like, "We got it. It's over. We did it." He drops a, and
1: I did it in yeah. there too. Like,
2: <laughs> he takes credit.
1: No one throws an axe like old Loomis. Uh, uh, also, the imagery of uh, what's the right lady's name? Like when they cut inside and they see her sort of reaching out towards the ladder,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or the the mirror rather. I thought that looked kind of surreal and cool. That was just kind of like frozen and
2: still. Yep. Uh, We do get one final dream sequence here. So we cut over and see, you know, you're receiving this broadcast as a dream. And then we finally get we are broadcasting from the year 1999. Uh, You are receiving this broadcast to alter the events you are seeing. Uh, And we now see that the figure walking out of the church is the red-headed lady. What? Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, Mustache guy wakes up from this nightmare. He walks over to his own mirror. He reaches out to it.
1: Oh, there's another jump scare in there, though. Yeah. (laughs) He, like, rolls over and then sees the blonde-headed devil lady first and then wakes up again.
2: Yep. Uh, But he does kind of, you know, he's reaching out towards the mirror, and right before his fingers touch, uh, we cut over to the credits. A real uh, Inception spinning top ending, if you will. Prince of Darkness. That was Prince of Darkness from 1987, directed by John Carpenter. Dan, hit me with some further research.
0: Uh, upon further research, gentlemen, budget as Cron covered was three million dollars. Uh, I got a gross of fourteen million. So
2: you just you put that name on a VHS box, you you're raking yeah. in
0: money, dude. You're gonna make some cash. What
1: a what a great time! What a great time for creators, directors.
0: The eighties you gotta love them,
1: video stores. Mm -hmm. Um, We blew it. You fucking blew it.
0: This is the second film in what John Carpenter calls his Apocalypse Trilogy. The other two were The Thing from 1982 and In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. Uh, The movie was shot in 30 days.
2: Incredible. Yes.
0: That is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, uh, we talked about Alice Cooper. He did have the, um, bicycle stunt there in his act. Uh, Alice Cooper, originally asked John Cooper, if, or, or Cooper, John Carpenter, if he could come to the set just to watch some of the special effects.
2: Hey man, uh, what if we put me in more scenes and we bill you as John Cooper on this one? <laughs> That'd be wild, right? I want you to be
0: my dad. A uh, carpenter eventually decided to offer Cooper a role as the leader of the anti-god worshiping street people. Ironically, Cooper became a born again Christian in the afterlife. What or in the afterlife? On <laughs> Later on so in life, so
1: he died and then <laughs> died and became
0: a Christian. Like, well, guess if Alice Cooper's still alive, guys.
1: if you're born again, it is your afterlife to your previous sinful life.
0: Uh, Mr. Carpenter did mention that this film did die a sw- swift death in theaters, but did find uh, a cult following there on video.
2: Uh, what, what a time of riches where like John Carpenter could put out a movie and everyone would be like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> these movies suck. <laughs> How good were movies in the 80s that people <laughs> saw the thing and they were like. Nah, it's not for me.
0: Pretty much uh, Carpenter was obsessed with quantum mechanics at this time. So that's why a lot of that went into it. Uh, He was also reading a lot of books on science and religion at the time. So there you have that. Ah.
2: now he's obsessed with basketball and the Xbox, so... <laughs> oh, he loves
0: the Warriors. hmm Not the the movie, the basketball team. And that's really a lot... Of, there's a lot of shit on it, but... It just... Just mediocre crap. <laughs> like Kron said, this was the first of two films with the Alive Films deal... That's that's really it. Nothing
1: crazy. was the other one they live?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Came out of that as well.
1: That's right, yeah. It was the next one.
0: Uh the film was budgeted at three million, shot in thirty days, and Carpenter's Return to Horror after Starman and Big Trouble in Little China. The film takes place in nineteen eighty seven and nineteen ninety-nine. Uh Yeah, that's about it. Nothing too crazy. Riveting. Yeah, nothing. I seen that there was a lot, and I was like, oh, sweet. But, and then, didn't add up to much. Cool. But, Joma, I think it's time. I think it's time for the internationally famous, scandalous, lovely, sexy. Rate my letterbox. Great right, my box Dan why
1: don't you um squirt your uh, projections all over us
0: Gentlemen at the time of our review for Prince of Darkness from 1987 directed by old JC himself Jesus Christ John um, Cooper John Cooper Letterboxd user rating is setting at a
2: 3.6. All right.
0: I have Cron Howard at a 4.0 on this. I have Bones at a
1: 3.5. Dan,
2: 3.5. Cron, 4.5. Uh, I got both you dudes at a 3.5 on this movie.
0: Gentlemen, I am a 3.5 on this. Um, soundtrack is great throughout. Of course, it's done by Mr. John Carpenter himself. I love the the minimal filmmaking here. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I love that he didn't show Satan. I thought that was great. Um, I love all the acting that was just done by just such a fucking random group of d- fucking people. Um, I love that you just got to get squirted in the face to become a member of fucking Satan's troop there. So I just liked it. I mean, super low key Carpenter film here. I'm, I mean, I understand why it's gaining a cult following here in the latter days of ex- existence, I guess. But yeah, I'm a three point five. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That was good. <laughs> And that has no, anything to do with Big Trouble in Little China. It's a completely Mm -hmm. different movie.
2: Yeah. So. A movie you hate and refuse to talk about on this podcast. Not. I I just talked about
1: it. I wasn't even too worried about it. Now you've brought it up, which makes me.
0: I'm just saying. I'm not biased here.
1: Fellas, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, Score, Incredible that anamorphic lens that old JC uses. I love to see it. It just adds a richness to stuff. Um, It's minimal and creative throughout. Um, Does an incredible job of setting up characters, a a very diverse group of people. The acting is very natural. The writing is, there is a richness to it. You, you could almost be confused in some of the theological debates that they have, but upon second watch, it it really built out. Both times I watched it, I was just incredibly engrossed. Um, incredibly grateful Kron made me watch this. This is a 4.0. All right,
2: dudes. Uh you guys both kind of touched on it, but the score is incredible on this film. It's the classic kind of carpenter. Um, like it's not cueing you in to the emotions of what you need to be feeling, but it's just kind of this constant heartbeat that's under the entire film. Almost, you know, it's like, it gives you a driving kind of rhythm that kind of propels you from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing. Uh, I also like, I feel like this movie to me is what I think of when I hear other people talk about, like, Giallo films or David Lynch, where people will be like, no, you don't, like, you're trying to connect a story to it, and it's more about feeling. Like, I feel like this movie to me is the perfect blend between minimalist storytelling and maxing out the tone of the film, (laughs) like – Um, It gives you just enough story to kind of keep you moving from beat to beat, but it is also giving you all this kind of like tone and world building and um, just all this like creepy imagery. And um, like I said, I I really do think it's an incredibly kind of structured film in the sense that the first hour is, hey, I'm going to introduce to you all these big ideas. And then in the last 45 minutes, it's going to be. All right, now we're getting down to a a crazy horror movie, which is why you bought a ticket in the first place to this. So um, I don't know. I just think Carpenter is like so amazing in how he approaches filmmaking and like making somebody think about something new, but also giving them a structure of a movie that makes a lot of sense, you know? So um, just the way he can make all that work is amazing uh, after all the big trouble stuff, wouldn't it be absolutely nuts if I gave this movie a 5.0? I'm not doing it. Uh, this is a 4.0 movie. Uh, that's what I rated it the last time I watched it, but I guarantee you when I come back to this movie a year, year and a half from now, I'm probably going to bump this thing up to a 4.5. I think when I started, I gave this a three and it's continued to move up just about every time I saw it. So, um, I don't know. i I'll keep watching this movie every year and probably keep rating it. We'll end up at a five. So there you go. <laughs> uh, for right now it's a four guys. Uh, Prince of darkness would have an average rating from the three of us of 3.83. This would rank at number eight on the big list. Oh yeah. This is currently right below mad. God and right above Cliffhanger. Guys, while we're here, uh, I did move up my score of Mad God after we watched the movie. I can't remember what I originally gave it, like a 2 or 2.5. I did bump it up slightly to a 3. I asked both these guys if that would be okay to do outside of a traditional, you know, kind of review show. I think everybody was okay with it. I... I really think it's just such a confusing movie in the sense that it's almost not a movie. But the whole reason I wanted to move my score up was like I watched it the day before we recorded the episode on it. And then the day after we recorded, I watched, I think the movie is like Spiderhead on Netflix, which is a real kind of just straight down the middle movie. And I needed that comparison point of like, all right, here's just a crappy, like <laughs> we're kicking a movie out there. Uh, watch it. You pieces of shit that have Netflix. Cause you're going to watch it either way. Um, but it was kind of like having that experience. Maybe me, me be like, well, mad God is doing more than this. You know, it's at least, <laughs> I don't think it's really a traditional, it's definitely not a traditional movie, but at least it's trying to do something a little bit better than what this is doing. So, uh, there you go. We've probably for several episodes now talked about me re-rating this film. And that's my rationale.
1: Can you give us the the top 10 currently with this adjustments?
2: Yeah. Uh, also, I would just like to point out since the last time we've run through any kind of review show or anything, um, we did start as kind of like a way to initiate a tiebreaker. You know, because of the way we do our ratings, we're always doing – your score either ends in a zero or a 0.5. So we were just running into all these ties. We basically incorporated um, a way to anytime there's a tie, let the letterboxed average score break that tie. So with that being said, here is your top 10 right now. Number one, the running man Two, apocalypto. That was like a change that happened because of the tiebreaker thing. Yes. Uh, three, Amsterdammed. Four, Maniac Cop 2. Five, Rad. Six, Raising Kane. Seven, Mad God. Eight, Prince of Darkness. Nine, Cliffhanger. And ten, Prey.
1: It's a little painful that you didn't say batman forever
2: number 11 trimmers number 12 batman forever (sighs) a dirty dozen sorry bones out of the top 10 that's all right so so is trimmers and you know (laughs) that is a bummer um
1: that is a bummer hey man i think we've gone on long enough Kron, why don't you get us out of here
2: uh, guys, that was Prince of Darkness from 1987, directed by John Carpenter. Was there any question in anyone's mind that this was going to end up in the top ten? Deserves to be there. It's a great film. Uh, That wraps up my selection for the Black Magic category. And pretty soon, we're going to be finding out what Bones has in store. But until then, Crash and Burn. Go fucking Iceberg.
0: Call your mothers.
1: I don't remember that one. Or is that just a genuine
2: word hey, of call,
0: advice? Call your moms, guys. I, come on. All right. Hey, Bones, come over here for a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, what's up? Dan is still... <laughs> He's
1: off, man. I yeah. thought after that second half... Yeah, you don't, know, we we end strong, but
2: I guess we just kind of pushed through. But it's still,
1: yeah. I think we should have just let him go get a bathroom beer.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably,
1: maybe this is all some sort of weird payback for that. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. And oh, he's pulling the mask back out. There it all is. All right, I'll talk to you later,
0: Crum. All right, later, dude.
1: Well, welcome back. This is the After Showers. Guys, we need to agree. There will be only one After Showers. There will not be a postscript to the After Showers after last week. All right? We'll see. We did enough emotional damage to old Kron here.
2: If you start picking a movie that even comes close to you rating it a five star, I'll make sure to.
1: <laughs> You'll tamp bust that my down. ass.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Uh, Cron. This was your category of black magic. You were you're always pretty cool and pretty loose with your categories. You you give us a wide breadth to pull from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a very similar category to this. We talked touched on that earlier. I will since re reevaluate that. Um, the movie I'm about to pick was actually my number two for that category. In the event that Prince of Darkness dropped off of Shutter. Which it fucking did. Uh, This is a movie that I always thought, oh, this will be a way to... I will definitely be able to squeeze this in somewhere. So I hate to immediately go right back to Satan. But I'm pretty excited to go back to a very particular actor. So my selection for Black Magic will be 1999's... Peter Hyams-directed End of Days, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gabriel Byrne. This bad Fuck boy also yes. features Kevin Pollock, CCH Pounder. Yes. We're getting the devil back, and we're getting a hell of a fucking devil. Um, Finally. Kron, have you seen this bad boy?
2: I... This was like one. I, I definitely have seen this before, but you know, it's it's probably like when this hit DVD. I watched it once and have not seen it since then. So, probably saw it in like two thousand. You know. Yeah. Dan,
1: you're getting a little excited. There was this something you were hoping would pop up on the show.
0: Oh, I knew this would come eventually. I went yeah. to the theater to see this. Um, always. I've wanted to do a rewatch for many years. So, very excited. If you did not pick this, I was going to pick it for mm-hmm. my pick. So, Yeah, very excited. I'm glad oh, I'm glad we're there. Okay.
1: It was there. If you heard uh in the last after showers, I think I go Satan to cron like in the you know, the category thing. I was like, "All right, that's it's immediate." We're not going to question this. This bad boy is available on Stars, which mm-hmm. I feel is a uh, service that you should everybody should have. It's $4 a month, and every time you try to drop it, they're like, "Wait, wait, wait. How about 99 cents for 3 months?" Hey, so,
2: get a load uh, of Brewster's millions over here just shelling out Stars money. dude.
0: He's probably got a fucking refrigerator in his garage mm-hmm. but
2: hmm. Hmm. Yeah, how many Save fridges? Money, man. How many fridges are in that house right now?
1: Dan has seen my house. We barely have one fridge. All right.
0: Um they actually dug a hole, like, like, like
1: it's uh, Yeah. I just pick up a, a bag of ice from Quick Trip, <laughs> drop it in the bottom of a hole. Mm-hmm. I don't I can't even afford an igloo, buddy. All right. Uh we did cover hostage during the uh you know big three, but not the three you want. And we had talked to, A lot about that being sore, like right at the, you know, the ride down for old Bruce here. I will tell you, End of Days really is a, all right, see ya, for old Arnie. I did watch the first 20 minutes or so of this, and it is so late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it's it's great, and I'm just so stoked to talk about it, so... Any other thoughts before we dip out?
0: <laughs> Fuck,
2: like, no, man. Like I said, I haven't right. revisited this in a while, but the time period is making me, you know, very excited to watch this one. Just yeah. late 90s. I mean, that's going to be fun. So
1: there is some crazy aerial shots in the beginning of this bad boy, and you're like, oh, they don't fucking do that anymore. That, that was 20 years ago. They don't do that shit anymore. Um, and a very, very aggressive scene with Gabriel Byrne that we will have to put a sort of warning on. I don't know if you any either of you remember that, but and an incredible skateboard kid scene. Man, I'm stoked. All right, so next week, come back for second pick of Black Magic for uh, Laundry Dan Cron Howard. I've been Bones. Crash and Burn.
2: Cyber Christ lives. Crash and Burn.
1: All I'm saying is Jesus broke the prime directive, right?